0: Hello and welcome to the Irish Arsenal Corner podcast, it's Tuesday the 22nd of February, I'm your host Jonathan Giles as always I'm joined this week by my regular guests, Eamon Donnelly, Martin Hasenhutl Stumvill and Eric Shadowins, how are you lads this week? Good evening,
1: not too bad
2: evening <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> <Raising laughs> Eric uh, even the Martin, they're saying can't multitask there, but he's the manager of Southampton and he's an Arsenal supporter at the same time there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm
1: I'm trying my best to get you his results.
3: <laughs> I hear you're saying for another Good two back. years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Great, great to be back.
3: I actually thought it was George Graham and I saw you Forrest Martin in the 89 retro jersey there. <laughs> you haven't aged a day since that night. <laughs> because the accent uh, is a bit funny but anyway he's a bit welcome aboard George
0: <laughs> as always you can catch our show on SoundCloud, Spotify and on the Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club YouTube channel um we'd um over 65 views there last week on our le- latest episode so thanks to everyone that um listened into that and of course leave any comments at the end of the video that that you like or dislike and um it's all um taken on board um on this week's show We'll be reviewing um, our 2-1 home victory against Bramford. Um We'll also be previewing this Thursday's uh, home match against Wolves, which is live on Premier Sports 1, uh, quarter day kickoff, uh, And at the end of the show, as always, our no-match feature. So I hope you enjoy the next 30-odd to minutes or so in our company and um, this uh, beautiful Tuesday. Now, we won 2-1, of course. Um, on Saturday against Brentford, um, it was nice nice revenge from, from our opening day um, to a loss, of course. Um, the main talking points in the first half <clears throat> was the possible penalty for from Ayers' l- lunge on Lacazette. Uh, in my eyes, I think it should have been given as a pan, but it happened so quick. I suppose the ref was 50 50 on what the ref saw, but I definitely think that should have been given as a panel. Uh, and it was unfortunate that Lacazette's like goal got ruled offside. Saka was, for minimal; minimum, it was minimal when you look back on the TV half a dozen times, so uh, we were lucky not to take the lead in the first half. But Thankfully, in the 48 minutes, Smith uh, Rowe finished off uh, with a beautiful right foot finish into Reyes' right-hand post. Um, I thought he had a great game, um, along with man of the match, in my opinion, Martin Odegaard, controlled the midfield beautifully. Um, and for her second goal, um, Thomas Party laid the ball off beautifully for... Um, Bukaya Saka uh, to sl- slot in. It was Saka's fifth Premier League goal in six games, so he's on a bit of a roll of form. He's having a great season, of course, alongside um, Smith Rowe. Um, of course, uh, Christian Norgaard got um, Brentford's late um, goal, but it was, it was was the game was all but over and I thought we deserved the three points on the day. Um, <clears throat> it leaves us with uh, 23 played um, with 42 points, uh, three games at hand, And, of course, we we were in sixth position. I don't want to come to Eamon, who was at the match on Saturday.
2: What was your take um, from the uh, Arsenal seats? Well, the first one uh, I'd say is that the energy generated by the crowd is getting better and better. Um, It it was fantastic. And the team had to be patient. And the crowd had to be patient because... um, We weren't kind of creating clear-cut chances. But my first observation was that Thomas Partey and Granit Xhaka in the middle of the pitch gave us a platform to push them back. Now remember, they bullied us the first day of the season. There was none of that going on. We got on top in the middle of midfield and we pushed them backwards. Uh, They didn't have their woof outball to Tony, uh, Ivan Tony, but I don't think that would have made a difference because... We got a complete stranglehold in the middle two. And I, I've said that on a few times on the show, when we're missing one or other of them, we suffer, right? And Odegaard and Saka created so many overloads on the right-hand side that it was inevitable that if we were going to get a goal, it was going to be with the space that that created because Brentford kept getting sucked over to what them two, and them two were so good on the ball in tight spaces that they can manoeuvre it around Brentford got sucked into eventually following them over and that opened the way for Smith-Rowe to be able to either get Tierney or even Jacket on the outside, Granite Jacket on the outside, yeah. or come in himself. Um, we had a lot more shots, even if some of them were a bit ambitious, that's better than slinging aimless crosses into the box when we don't have a, a centre-forward. Um, and I think the crowd is beginning to understand this team and beginning to understand that we're trying to do things and build that we're not the complete article far from it um but that we're trying to cope with what we haven't got by doing other things and i think the crowd was right into that uh, you mentioned jonathan the penalty on lacazette but let me tell you something about that Dermot mcgallagher the referee thinks it was a penalty in real time now Dermot mcgallagher refereed in the it, where you'd have to hire a hitman to be shot in the box, and then you still have to go to court and build you were guilty before you'd get a penalty. So hit penalty. So again, I keep saying I'm done with V. Thank God I was at the game and I didn't have to suffer bloody VAR. I don't even know if they looked at that one, but if they did, you'd probably have Peter Walking saying, Oh, well, on the basis, that defender was looking at his mother-in-law up in the crowd, and the mother-in-law is a nice woman who I met in the workman's club. It's definitely not a penalty. I mean, it was the clerical penalty. And yeah. as we said quite rightly, maybe in real time it was difficult to pick up, but what did the Jamie A's is as far for. It was a clear. Yeah. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. I agree 100%. Uh, robbed again. Yeah.
2: And the the, the the last thing I'd say is the day was made a bit special for any, any of us, and I'm not asking anybody to buy into my sense of social justice, but the day was dedicated to the gay gooners. Um, and it, it really did bring home to me. Uh, we, we give out about corporate arsenal sometimes, but they really do make an effort to promote diversity in society and in the community. And uh, it, it was a great atmosphere all around. And uh, we were well worth uh, a win uh, by a much bigger scoreline, but we were never in danger in that game. Um, Brentford barely crossed the road. And, uh, you know, I know they're not great, um, but uh, we, we we bossed that game from start to finish. and probably... You know, a 3-0 win wouldn't have flattered us at all.
0: Yeah. From your vantage point, Eamon, who stood out for you on the day um your man of the match? Who's well, the,
2: starter? the obvious man of the match was Martin Odegaard. He ran the yeah. game. Yeah, so right? superb. Yeah, but, but, superb. But, but, but as I referenced, uh, <laughs> the middle two really pushed Brentford back. But strangely enough, I was in the North Bank, but I was upstairs this time near the front. I'm normally downstairs near the pitch. Um, but the sheer physicality of Gabriel really, really got me because Brentford's only out ball was a bit of a woofer. And yeah. the way he got across and dealt with that, I mean, Ben White could have had a brandy and a cigar on the day because Gabriel dealt with all of that nonsense that they, they threw at us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, it was, uh, I know, it was, I it, know, Saturday was a good day. Saturday was a good yeah. day, you know.
0: Yeah, it was a top performance and it was nice to get our, our backs on them after that opening day defeat. Um, Martin, what was your take on Saturday's uh, victory? <laughs>
1: yeah it was obviously a great three points and
0: great revenge
1: from the first day as we said bees don't sting twice so yeah (laughs) that came true um and yeah it's sad again that we again have to talk about the refereeing because it's just like really like what what did we ever do to any referee i mean there was three penalty shouts like i mean white even got fouled. you could have used that as a penalty like i said definitely was a penalty and then the handball. That was like, thing and, and stuff like that, that really makes a game, you know, like, you know, we, we had all the chances, we had the shots, we were dominating, you know, and that kind of breaks up and would make make a better game afterwards as well, because once the first goal goes in, the defending goes out the window, it makes for an open game. But yeah, like, I don't know, we can't buy a penalty, it's just, I don't know how what, what else you have to say, like, you know, it's just really, really painful and yeah, you have to have a look at who's the referee now. Who's the next game? So, yeah. But it shouldn't, you shouldn't be talking about that. You should be talking about, you know, all the great play we had, all the great possession we had. We had 24 shots, you know, eight on target. So that's great, you know, and that's what you want to talk about. And we, we really, really played well. And as Eamon said, I think now we are at that level where we can see, like, what we're looking for. The fans go into it. And, yeah. Yeah. It, it was a great, great win, you know, and could have been a 3-0, should have been 4-0 probably. The goal in the end, again, was just like, I don't know how that wasn't offside because, like, there was so many bodies in the way. Like, you know, how he could say that, where do you actually draw the line? I don't know. But anyway, look, it, it, shame of a clean sheet, you know, like we would have deserved, I think, a clean sheet. But, yeah, it, it was a good thing. We, we watched in the river bar, Eamon was there. We had good support in the river bar as well. So, hopefully, we can have that as well. For the Wolves game on Thursday, and then the the Watford game on next Sunday, so that should be you know slowly getting into the the sheets and getting a great atmosphere as well in in the River Bar, um, which is good. And like three points always help. But beside that, yeah, it was a very good game, um, and yeah, outstanding player Odegaard. If I think if he would have finished the, that that one shot he had, or he tried to shoot, it would have been making his game even better. But unfortunately, he didn't. I think wasn't his week for. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, yes, he he didn't put a foot wrong, really. He, he just no. guides around the pitch, doesn't he? He's just a yeah.
2: Sucker, uh, on his day, when he's good, he's good. Eric, so just just so before Eric comes he... in, there, Jonathan. Just before Eric comes in, just going back to the penalty and and Martin. I think it's time. I think it's time. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> a <is> so <laughs> frustrating to <dear laughs>
3: My God. It's so far, the best highlight of every show. <laughs> it's <Okay. laughs> like the day
1: we don't have to do it, you know, we know we are top of the league.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think of all the optimists out there, it could be a very long time. I think I'd still even do it if we're top of the league. Eric, what was your take on the match?
4: Yeah. Um, so so I, I just want to start with with saying, you know, obviously the refereeing decisions are what they are. Um I, I agree with what the lads have said previous to this, but um I think actually this was one of the more promising performances I've seen from, from Arsenal this season in the sense that, you know, if we're gonna finish in the in the top four, this is how you have to play against yeah. teams like Brentford. And you have to smash them. And we absolutely smashed them. They could not, they they couldn't hang with us. You know, they 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 were beaten all over the pitch. The only thing we didn't do is score more goals. But even then, you know, we, we never thought we were at risk of, of doing anything but winning that game. Uh, we, we were dominant and and I think you know it go it does start with the midfield as as Eamon said. Um one player that... they didn't get quite the mention was I thought Thomas party was fantastic. He broke lines every time he touched the ball. He had a couple of oohs and oz moments where he flicked the ball around the corner and drove past the guy, um, you know, similar to the the kind of Odegaard dummy and, and all the rest. I mean, he was really, really on it. And I think that that allowed for us to, to dominate the game and really push them back. And I think it's made a big difference that Shaka's playing so much higher up the pitch because it's creating great passing angles, but it's also moving a defender away from, uh, from that square pass that I think was getting us caught out on. So I, I'm, I was really, really happy with the way that Arsenal went about their business. I think we had like 26 shots or something like that. I mean, we, we dominated them. And the only thing we didn't do was score more goals. Um, and, you know, even even that offside, I mean, it was what, Granite Shaka's toe was offside and the buildup was the only reason the lock yeah. is that goal didn't count. Um, all the rest of it. And and so, to my mind, if we keep playing like that, we're going to get penalties. We're going to get calls because we stretched them and they, could, they just could not play with us uh, at that level. Um, the other thing I thought was really interesting was the change at halftime in terms of uh, where Ramsdale was kicking the ball. And you could tell that he came out and he was he was really trying to play it up that left wing, and I think that that's that's basically kind of we identified a spot and eventually you know Smith Rowe picked the ball and and was able to drive in field from uh, from some really good play over there. So so I th- I just thought that overall we had a, a really good performance here and 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 sought to dominate a game that we should have dominated, which. Which I think is is really where we're gonna collect the points that we need to to go where we want to go, um. So so to my mind, you know, this this is super promising, and I think uh, it's exactly the type of performance we want to see uh, going forward. And and you know, I think this is leading into the Wolves match exactly what you want.
2: Eric, that's a great point you make about um, Ramsdale, where he chose to kick the ball in the second half, because this is what I was this is what I was trying to kind of. Maybe I didn't put it across well enough. Because from my vantage point, you could see in the first half, they got so preoccupied with all the guard and Saka on that side that the whole of the Brentford team, except the right fullback, got, almost got magnetised over to that side. And it, obviously, it was an obvious ploy. It was a good spot by the team at halftime to do that. Uh, it, it was clever and it shows good in game management. Uh, so all you Arteta out people, listen to what I'm saying now,
4: folks. Well, and I—I I mean, part of this was Sokka Saka, and, and Odegaard in that first half were, were unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, so- that yeah. touch that Sokka took over his shoulder, and the ball dropped down on him, and he just—he just—he did. I mean, it was—it was ridiculous. So, so I think that that's that's to me is like we now have two sides you know i think i think early on in arteta's reign and, and this leads back all the way to emery like we really primarily attacked on that left side um and, and we're really one side biased and now now we're really seeing a diversity of the way that we play and the way that we're able to exploit teams and and it's just you know it's it's a real sign of progression and and you know i i think i think it is, it has to be said that you know whether or not we you know, we always like what lacazette's doing on the pitch for the most part since he came in the team in december we're scoring a lot of goals you know there, there were there was the burnley game that was a slight operation but like in december we scored a lot of goals yeah. and that structure through the middle of the spine of the team with odegaard with shaka with party with lacazette it just looks really really solid and and we're able to maintain that possession, push them back, and and create some opportunities.
2: It, w- it wasn't Lacazette's best day on Saturday, but I'll no, tell what, I, I'll tell you what his work rate right, his work rate right was unbelievable. Yeah,
4: yeah, and that's and that's what I mean. Is it, it? It's like almost not necessarily down to whether or not he's playing well, but but yeah. he provides a structure that that just seems to open us up yeah. to to push teams back. Yeah, and like. Yeah, I want to see him score more goals and all the rest. But I tell you what, I wouldn't be messing with it because it just seems like we're creating real chances. We're 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 finding ways to get shots on goal. And and look, like because I had two chances to score in the last match. I think he had three or four shots. He had three or four shots again today. I mean, that's really really promising. Even if he's not putting the ball in the net, we're creating those shots. We're creating those chances.
2: The only thing yeah. I got worried about. Sorry, Jonathan. Before you come in with more questions. The only thing I got worried about was, do you remember that one he shanked wide um, uh, late on in the first half? He had two great options either side of him. And yeah. I think the yeah. man i think the man is so kind of, um, so he just so wants to score a goal that he yeah. took the wrong option that time. If he just yeah. keeps doing what he's doing and it, yeah. if he only ends up with four goals in the season and causes another 10 or 12, that's okay, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and look, like, we just criticized Odegaard for not shooting, <laughs> for yeah. not shooting. Yeah. So, like, these are really split-second decisions or fine margins. He should have passed the ball there, hundred percent. No, no doubt in my mind, he should have passed the ball there. But we see those mistakes a lot. Like that, that that's part of football. Like people just make the wrong decision all the time. That's why it's such a low-scoring game. But yeah. ultimately. I just think the structure he's providing through the middle with Odegaard, like the possession we're able to maintain with them and the team, is is really promising.
0: There was another thing I wanted to mention as well, lads. In that game, it was in the second half. Late, I think it was near, enough, near, near the end of the second half when Enkechi came on. Trying to hand the armband to Zaka twice, and he refuses, uh, like more like acting like a spoiled child. And Terney was. Gravely took, took it off, in which I can see him being a leader down the line. Um, I'll throw it out onto the table. Why did you just make it that Saka refusing? Do you think... He definitely doesn't want to be captain anyway, that
4: no, was for sure, I, yeah. I, I just want to provide some context, because I think there was a... I think on the Ars blog, they, they went through yeah. this. Uh, and, and it turns out that that's not actually what was happening. Yeah. Um, they, Apparently, he was... kedia was supposed to give the armband to Tierney. Lacazette tried to give it to him before he came off the pitch, but Tierney was over on the sideline for a throw in. (laughs) He was in airs too. He tried I think Enkedia tried to give it to Shaka, but then the the ball was being played quick, and so Shaka told them to go away because they, they <laughs> hit that thing. Uh, and so I think it was much much ado about nothing, quite frankly. And yeah. and exactly I think
1: when, when we look at this in context, you know, I think this is exactly where we are now with you know, fans and even like the the in in the in the coverage, you know, they were saying, Oh, Xhaka refused the band, you know, like how dare him, you know, what does he do? Yeah. It's just we we're kind of so and this is kind of the reputation we have now. That's the reputation Xhaka has now, even if it's kind of you know, explained to them like that it just makes totally sense um but he was just really kind of being bullied kind of you know like oh why did you not take your spoil like you know like you yeah. shouldn't be like that you know and i think that is the same for like penalties it's the same when xaca touches the ball it's already read before he even does anything yeah. so that's kind of like where he is now like you know in, in perception to to fans to referees probably and like you know like to uh, TV commentators and, and that's kind of like you know again it's sad you know but like yeah he has the reputation but yeah it was a bit funny like and it's good to see that Tierney to uh, that he's second in line so which is good but then in the end actually came out with like Odegaard probably has more um, pull for that for next year I think than than Tierney has so we'll see how it turns out but yeah it was an interesting thing but like it's yeah it's all getting confusing you know
2: OK, look, I'm going to give you a bit of a different context. It's absolute, total and utter bullshit. Because as Eric has explained, if I have a guy in the middle of the pitch who's been handed an armband while the play is going on around him, it's more important to me that he gets on the yeah. ball than, than puts an armband on. So what in the name of God is all this about the armband? It's nonsense, right? Yeah. And, do you and- think
0: Do you think the captaincy though, aiming for Zaka down to nine? Will he, will he be given that again, do you think? No, he
2: won't be given no, no. the captaincy again because he won't be with us for more than another season. right? Uh, Granite Jacket is not the future of the club, but I wish people would ever get off his case. Right? Yeah. I was there at the Crystal Palace game when he didn't cover himself in glory. I'll, I'll hold my hands up there. But I have to say to you, um, some people on this show have suggested uh, Unai Emery wasn't that bad. Um, that's okay. Who Emory Emery played jacket? Hold on, hold on Let me played in every game? The Switzerland manager plays him in every game. You know, the 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 Borussia Mönchengladbach manager played him in every game. Arsène Wenger played him in every game. Mikel Arteta plays him in every game. So they can't all be gobshoots. I mind. think
0: he, he, he just loses the heads. Probably you know it's just the way he is. But like. I, he does give, he gives his heart, I give him that, he gives his heart when he's on the pitch, you know, and at the end of the day, that's all you can ask of a player, you know, like,
2: just just give your all, you know. Um but more importantly, Jonathan, him and Party have formed a really, really good synergy in the middle of the pitch, yeah. whereas, mm-hmm. and Zaki can play that, Eric was bang on earlier on, he can play that 10 or 15 metres further up the pitch. Where he plays at international level, people always used to say, "How doesn't he play like that for Arsenal?" Because he was playing in the wrong position. Yeah, what's the right position yeah. for him? Yeah, you
1: know. And it just shows what a what a good back four is actually doing for him because now he yeah. actually has the chance, you know. So like, yeah. the back five with the goalkeeper the five, they are so solid yeah. now that he actually can go where he's supposed to play, you know. And that just that just shows you where it's so important to get a, a good defensive. Yeah, four,
3: you know. Yeah. If, if I
4: can just add a couple of things. Yeah, I think go one, ahead. Or- two, is that is that Shaka's worn the armband since, right? He's, he's yeah. been given the armband <laughs> in a similar scenario. Yeah. So the idea, the idea that he would refuse it just doesn't even make yeah, it any sense. So it's nonsense. nonsense and move on. I yeah. I think um, I think too, um that one of the things is the main reason that Shaka has earned this reputation and has and where he's struggled is when he ends up having to defend one on one. Right. Because he's not he's not the best athlete and, and he he struggles to, to stay with quicker players. Right. But what, what we've done now is we've said, OK, well, we're not going to have you do that. Uh, we're going to have you focus on ball possession, ball retention and, and regaining the ball uh, uh, as quickly as you can. And he's even pressing. And so I think what that's that's led to is that all of a sudden he doesn't have to turn around and run backwards. Yes. Because that that is where he struggles. And and I think that, you know, good on Arteta to find a solution to to pro you know problems that were getting him into bad positions tactically, that he would then make rash decisions. And and I think that that's that's kind of all there is to it. I, I, mm-hmm. I just think that like in terms of um, in terms of shaka, I, I think what's really good about his game is that if you look at the angles he creates to receive passes, he's always, always available to receive a pass. Yeah. And I think that that, yeah. Is, yeah. that is a really underrated quality. I think it's one of those things where when we were playing with Lakonga in the midfield, we really struggled to create passing lanes through the midfield because we didn't have a guy like Shaka to go and and to find the ball. And yeah. And so t- to my mind, you know, whatever we want to say, like Shaka is a limited player, I think, but I think he's one that has really useful qualities. And I think one of the things that Thomas party has done is said, well, I'm a complete player. I'll, I'll hang back here. I'll take care of things. And, and it allows him to play a more niche role where his job is really clearly defined and it stops him from being exposed. So, so like, look, I, I I agree with Eamon. I, I think the partnership with, with him in, party is really good um do i think he's the long-term future in that position no but no. he's the present and right now when we play with shaka and party we score goals and so that that matters
2: so basically thomas party kind of liberates shaka in some kind of way uh so the, the for the for the listeners jonathan it's um shaka khan <laughs> That wraps up the Brantford game quite
3: nicely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Zaka
3: was all over them.
0: <laughs> No, yeah, um, it's very rare Zaka gets praise on this show. So there you go. Um,
1: well, I think there's actually a, a statistic out that when Zaka and Party play together, like we we don't uh, concede that many goals, or yeah. like, we always kind of like right. nearly on the winning side. So yeah, that's that's kind of like where where two are, and like and especially Party been playing now, the way he's supposed to play. Yeah. Um, I think that's that makes him even stronger, you know. So,
0: I thought the way to the passing
2: party for uh Saka's second goal
0: is just, you know? just beautiful. The other thing, songs. Jonathan,
2: the other thing, Jonathan, um, I thought the keeper was at fault for that, um, from where I saw it because I was behind the goal, directly behind the goal, right. But when I watched it back on TV, I didn't realize uh, Bukhaya, uh Saka had that in his armory. He really
0: thundered that one. Yeah, he
3: put that his foot through, he, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. He
2: normally curls them in at an angle. He yeah. He went for it. He yeah. didn't think he had that.
3: Yeah.
0: Design, you know? yeah. I, he really wanted that goal. You could see yeah. enemies. He's just growing in confidence game on game. It's great to see. He really is. And the young lads have really come on big time. Um, and they played this
1: song at the end of the the, the game, you know, the mid Midrow. So that was actually by the players being asked to do that. Because they love yeah. that sound so much, like, so that's actually, <laughs> like, you know, that they want to have that played and you not know, feeling more better than both of scoring, you know?
2: When we do that's, a part of the <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Saka and Neville okay. Smith. There we go, folks.
4: I uh, get the guitar. Now, out if,
2: that's not, if that's not worth <laughs> listening to, I don't know what is.
0: <laughs> it's 29.43 to all the listeners, so you can skip to that.
3: <laughs> Our very own Zaka can on the mic. <laughs> 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 um, uh, You get a bit of everything on this show that's <laughs> expert wonder <laughs> and singing. Aiming <laughs> oh. uh, a man of many tricks. <laughs> that brings us on to tour season. <laughs> Match preview.
0: Uh, we play Wolves at home at the course of the uh, A's. Live on Premier Sports 1. Um, of course, it's not long since we last met him. Uh, it would be two weeks exactly, uh, February 10th, when Gabrielle scored the goal away, Um, which is proven could prove to be an important win Um, come to the end of the season in, in terms of uh, European qualification. Uh, of course, our last home meeting was in November 2020. We lost 2-1 to Wolves. Uh, Jimenez had that awful... um. Uh, head injury which kept him out for the best part of uh season and a half. Um, they of course won 2-1 against Leicester on Sunday. Um, Leicester are really on a downward spiral um, and they're being dragged closer into the um, I don't think they'd be involved in the relegation battle but they're, they're, they've are they're only 27 points there's not much of a gap they're starting to fall like a, a stone. Um, in terms of Wolves they've played 24 uh they 40 points and they're in seventh right behind us uh if we win this match uh, it will put us in fifth place and one point off man united um i go to um merton how do you see the game going on towards you martin
1: yeah it's it's a tough one you know like i mean because we're really the only side who actually beat them in the last couple of games um yeah well you know every game is important now i think you know but this one Wolves are. uh Tough not to crack like that. Like, hardly anybody scores more than one goal against them. I think the last seven or eight games, like, nobody scored more than one goal. Um, they are close behind us, they are really a, a solid t- defensive team. Um, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be another one of these. Like, look, we have all the games where we're going to play, they're kind of cup games, you know. Yeah. But the, these are the games you know you, you, you have to perform. And look at we, we when we took the, the three games Wolves away for the home and Wolves at home, I was afraid about the one going to Wolves. We won, so now we should, yeah, theoretically, we should win, but that's never going to be like it, you know? So, um, look, as, as, look. if we can play like we played on, on, on Saturday and we can dominate, you know, the ball and have shots, like, then I have I'm no trouble. If we don't get any silly red cards, if the referee is some kind of good to us, I think Martin Atkinson is, is the referee, so... Um, Let's hope. Like there's actually a statistic. Uh, we any we play Martin Atkinson, we have a great record with him at home. Not so much away, but at home we have. So hopefully that goes for us. Um, but yeah, like look, it's it's gonna be tough. They played really well against Spurs. They played I Watched a bit of the game because it was after hours. And yeah, but again, they they took their chances and they didn't concede. And that's kind of their their the trick to to how they get their games going and, and you know, like they don't concede and then they score. Um, so, if you can keep it tight, have the chances and score and hopefully cl- close to 1-2, that would be great. Um, I don't think it's going to be a a massive win. It's going to be a 1-0, 2-1, 2-0 maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a, a really, really tough game. Again, it's on Thursday. Um, they played after us. Not really much in it, so again, like but yeah. Hopefully, we're going to get some result out of that.
0: Yeah, uh, of course. Just to go to 10 days before our next game against Watford, uh, yeah. away on March the 6th, because we would have been playing Liverpool this Sunday, but Liverpool, of course, are in the Carabao uh, Cup final. <laughs> I'm still, mm. uh, still angry after them two-legged like, to
1: the <laughs>
3: So, we'll see if Tommy
1: <laughs> Asu might be back. You know, I think he might have yeah. saved him for it, so that might be something. And then we have a big question, you know, like, what are we gonna do with Martinelli? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are we not gonna play? <laughs> That's Eamon. it's a good it's a good problem to have, but yeah, like yeah you know, well, so Smith rope after playing a great game, are you gonna put him back on the bench? Are you gonna go through with Martinelli in the middle, take Lacazette? Out? It's a tough call, innit? So Yeah, but <laughs> so it's a good it's a good problem to have, I presume, yeah, especially for with, a change, for for a a change yeah. you know, like so yeah. be what interesting.
0: Eamon, how do you see the match going to
2: well, um, the first thing, um, Martin referenced uh, the referee there. I mean, let's face it, folks. Vincent de Paul wouldn't give us a penalty. <laughs> so let's start there, right? So I don't think it really, although Atkinson is, yeah, he's, yeah you're right. He's been, <laughs> he's been better. He's, been, he's not Mike Dane, I'll put it that way, right? Um, Okay, so, so, so we have that. The second thing I'll say, just you mentioned Tommy Asu. a shout out for Cedric on Saturday. He was excellent. Are, yeah, even, are, right? yeah. Now, I watched Wolves and Leicester at the weekend, and it was a very unlike Wolves performance. If Jamie Verdi had been playing, Leicester would have scored five. The, the Wolves were so open in the first half, it was unbelievable. Um, and that they actually cobbled the result, which fair play to them, they cobbled the result out of that game that they should have never got because. Leicester could have absolutely peppered them, right? But they stuck at it and they got their goal. Uh, for me, um, potence is their danger, man. Yeah, you know, we we, we 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 have to, but again, it goes back to what I said before the Wolves game away. You've got to get Cody out of there, and actually, and Eric was talking about this earlier, but the lack of that structure and all of the orbital stuff that goes on around him. I think we're a we're a good team to move a centre half over there because Cody's not great when he's pulled out of the you know he's a rock in the middle of that. Yeah, third. yes, yeah. When,
0: when he's pulled when out, he, yeah,
2: he struggles when he when, when, when he when he's pulled out of there. So it's really down to, um, again, uh, how Party and Lacazette, uh, sorry, Party and 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 uh, can impose our game on the opposition, and um, because. You know they've they've got like you know you know your Neves, Mutanio. You've got the other lad is back. Um, Necho was back. You know um, we've really got to kind of impose ourselves on them, uh, and we've got to back ourselves. We've got to back ourselves. Yeah. You know that um, we're the ones at home. Uh, we're not going to turn this into a nerve fest. We're going to believe in what we do, and we're going to impose and we're going to push them backwards. And um, on that basis, you never know. I mean. Um, any game can go wrong, but I think we have enough in our locker to do enough to beat them. You know. Yeah,
0: uh, yes, I agree with Martin as well. It's on to be one or two nil. It won't be. Uh, it won't be a game. Plenty of goals, like we saw at Malnew. Um, they, how do you see it going at Torrsy?
4: Yeah, I I think what's interesting about this game is like how tactical the away the away match was. I have a feeling this one might be be a bit more open, um, because I think. I think Arsenal sat back in that first half in particular and really tried to um, – the only way I can sort of say it is like their press was, was – it was a whole system of traps, right? Yeah. And the whole – it was a super tactical match, lots of really short uh, short passes, and they just set traps for Wolves all over the pitch, especially in that first half, to try to turn the ball over and, and generate chances. I think we're going to have a go at them in the first half in, the, in this one um, and, and try to try to make a dent early because ultimately, if you can get a goal early against Wolves and force them out, I think that that is is probably a, a good good way to try to get them to to expose themselves. Yeah, um, because I don't think Wolves is going to is going to be too intent on playing early and, and mostly focused on hitting us on the counter. Um but yeah, we'll see. it will be an interesting tactical tactical battle, and I think that that's why everybody thinks that you know it'll probably be a goal or two in it. Uh, yeah. But I, I think one of the things with Wolves is, <laughs> to to Amon's point, is like they they should have lost that match to Lester. Like mm-hmm. no way they, they have any business winning that match. So fair fair play to them for doing it. But if you look at their their defensive record, sort of compared to to their XG over the course of the season, like. They've been riding their luck a little bit, so I, I think they're more open than the total amount of goals they've given up suggests. Yeah. And that Leicester match is a good example where, <laughs> you know, any any other team would have would have scored two or three. I think. Um, the The other thing I, I would I would say here is that I think this will be a really um, good time to have Martinelli on the bench, because one of the things that we have talked about. In the past, is how we didn't have anything on the bench, right? We didn't have anything to change the match. Well, now we have Pepe and Martinelli, and that that makes a big, big difference and allows us to do a lot more things. Um, and, and to my mind, I don't think anybody's concerned about whether or not Martinelli's going to get time again, right? It it comes and goes. Smith Rowe had to wait his turn. Now he's back on the pitch, and then he scored a goal. Well, tell him to score another goal, or Martinelli's coming for his job. <laughs> right, that's the type of competition you need to have, in, yeah. in a Team, and yeah. and so to my mind, not a problem. You know, this is this is exactly what you want—real competition for uh, spots. Um, and and you know, I think I think Arsenal probably should have won that first match before the red card uh, by a couple of goals, and and I could see us doing two nil here.
2: But just, just as a word of caution, I think you're right, I think you're spot on again. Um, but Seven Sisters FC uh, came out, you know, thinking that they were going to swarm all over Wolves and Wolves were going to sit back. Wolves hit them with a sucker punch in the first five minutes. Yeah. And I tell you what, yeah. that's one thing you can't let them do. Yeah. Because they're very hard to peg back when they do that, you know.
0: And I think to set pieces as well, Kilman and Cody, anything from corners, they're down to be dangerous. So White and Gabriel have a big job to do. Uh, obviously, along with Jimenez, you know. I think set pieces will be one to watch
4: out for. Yeah, yeah definitely. Look, yeah. I, I will say this though: the way that Spurs played that match, I mean, their defenders might as well not have even turned up. Like that. Yeah, some of the, some of the I'm way they used I'm, that word. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's but already caused the shutout. Like. Loris made 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 a massive error (laughs) in that match. (laughs) Like, like, like Lurie's made a massive error in that match. Their defenders are pretty shite. You know, realistically, like they, they gave up two really bad goals. And if you give up goals like that, you you should lose. Uh, But I have a lot more faith in the job that Gabrielle, as you pointed out in the Brentford match is doing. And, and the way he played against Wolves the first time. I sure. think I think after all the commentary around uh you know oh you're celebrating too much and all the rest I think this could be a bit spicy um and and, and I think I think that you know the difference is is our our central defenders are up for the job yeah it sounds
0: to be um it's it going be a good game on Thursday uh, under the lights of the Emirates, which is always nice, yeah. Um, I think it would be a good atmosphere, as Eamon says as well. It's growing. The fans are growing in confidence of what Arteta is uh, doing at the moment. So uh, a win going into it, another 10-day break for us. And then it's really all systems then from the Waffle game onwards, you know. So it's an interesting last tour of the season for us um, for a change. Um, uh, We'll be, of course, reviewing that match on next Tuesday show. Um. Uh, we go on to our um, low march feature now, and just a few names that I picked out. Uh, Father and Balligan uh, played the full ninety minutes again uh, in the two-one loss to Bristol City. Um, Chris Wilder's very really fond of this lad, um, and, and so are we. So it's nice to see him getting another full ninety minutes under his belt. Uh, Anthony Maitland Niles played seventy-nine minutes for Roma in uh, their two-all draw to Verona at home. Um, Hector Bellerin played the full match for Betis. Uh, they won two in a home to Mallorca. Another yellow card from, but they lie toward in the league and they're having a super season, Betis. And um, uh, Pablo Marie played the full 90 minutes against Gatsew in a one-on uh, home draw. Um, so it's good to see them, lads, getting game time, which is the most important thing. Um, Is renting um, you'd like to take out that, lads?
2: No. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm the, Rose, I'm
0: the back in the summer. I've seen that actually. Yeah. Yeah, 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 be well.
4: be solid. yeah. Uh, The solid. most, the most entertaining thing about that match was Mourinho punting the ball and yelling at the referee.
3: <laughs> 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 the only right move he's made in a long time, Eric. <laughs> the,
1: the, there might be a swap for for Xhaka versus Maitland-Noyles,
2: You never know.
3: Shaka Khan can, aiming. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Is Joelle Campbell still on loan? Is he? <laughs>
3: yeah. I think he's had his tenth
2: club at this stage. Uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, Um, there, more like... clubs than Johnny Melia. <laughs> <laughs> <Sparky>. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there anything else that's uh, football related you've heard uh, involving ours or anything?
1: No, the opera, but like, you know, like, uh, doing up the stadium is, is hilarious as well, you know, yeah, like, um, but, you know, like, everybody coming out, like, you have to do something, you have to invest your property, yeah, you, do. you know, so I don't think it's going to come out of the players' budget, um, yeah. you know, so,
2: yeah, it's, but it's, stadium, it's again, and like, and it's... look at this, this is all nonsense, I mean, yeah, they're involving, <laughs> the I'm on the Arsenal Supporters Trust, and they're involving the fans in the yeah. doing up of the stadium, I mean, you can't have a both ways. You know, yeah, the fans want to be involved, what Marvis say. so they ask us what we want the stadium to look like, and there's other people then complaining that we're spending money on the stadium. I mean, yes. The stadium needs to be done up. But yeah. I, do want, I do want to mention, if anybody um, goes on to arsenal.com, there is a bit of an initiative this year uh, where the players support local businesses. I don't know whether people have picked up on this, right? Yeah. Um, the Tollington pub was going to go down under after COVID, and um through a number of initiatives, uh, I gave a few uh, twenty quid or something to try and save the Tollington River, but um the players got involved in an in advertising campaign for the Tollington, the Tollington's up and running. There's one for the chip in
0: I saw on, today, you know, yeah, Dave Seaman
2: yeah. Yeah. Man, Aaron Ramsdale. I'd say you'll be yeah. in the for the next week now. <laughs> I think you shouldn't go without mention. I think it's good. Yeah. That local businesses in the area have yeah. been supported by the club, you know?
0: It's great, That's yeah. In it. yeah. safe hands, and it couldn't be any safer than David Seaman and Ramstead hands at the moment. Um, I hope he'd put them chips to the side, though, because uh, I want him to keep on a good diet. <laughs> I, see, <laughs> I see David Seaman is, though, with a big gut on him. I think he could still do a job for the uh,
2: team, though. <laughs> Yeah, um, but he's, he's lost weight. He lost weight with the ponytail has gone on the moustache. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> as, as he needs to get rid of that moustache and he look another stone. I like yeah. oh, no, what a legend. No, yeah. oh, absolutely. What a, what a goalkeeper. What a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, there
4: you have it. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh. Can, that's can I make so? a request? Can I make a <laughs> yeah, request? Yeah, go ahead. Just, <laughs> just before we go, I just wanted to yeah. get him to 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 sing us that song again. <laughs> <laughs> Here
2: we go. <laughs> <animal> <laughs> uh,
3: the man of many talents.
2: <laughs> I, sorry, I have to go last. That's Francis Rossi on the phone. I think there's, I think there's copyright issues here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think Eamon should be on guest as singer for the next series.
2: <laughs> he
3: should, <do. laughs> yeah. Uh, the master. No. Yeah, the last <laughs> the master, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> that um, completes
0: another uh, um, memorable show, um I think it's fair to say. Um um of course as I said on the top of the show, you can catch other uh, episodes um on SoundCloud, uh Spotify and the Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club um YouTube channel as well. Um I'd like to say thanks to my guests this week, as always, um Martin Hassanhootl Stumble. Eamon, who are you, Donnelly and Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> Never mentioned sports again, uh, Shadowlands.
2: <laughs> Seven scissors, <laughs> <Gep-three>.
0: <laughs> All the way. No. Um, uh, yeah, so um, as, as always, ha- have a good week, and we'll touch base with you next uh, Tuesday evening. So thanks again, and um, see you again. See thanks, you. Jonathan. <laughs> <Take> <laughs> have a
3: good
0: one.